0: Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast Blues Hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a Blues fan.
1: Oh, baby. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
0: Center Eyes Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Eyes Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's Go Blues! Let's Go Blues! Get
2: ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio! What's up, Tony Brook? Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
2: <laughs> I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Fan Podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh,
1: oh, oh, O'Reilly.
2: O'Reilly. Parts.
0: Welcome to Season 10, Episode 20 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, STL Metro Area Wordle Champions, uh, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to com and com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, January twenty sixth, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number three hundred and thirty eight all time. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us, and we'll find us. I'm Kurt Price, my co-host for tonight's big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And on the agenda for tonight, we have uh, the Blues get spanked in Calgary. A uh, very interesting rematch Thursday night versus the Flames. I think everyone is anticipating our goaltending and our defense. Yay! More goaltending talk. Uh, Some (laughs) news from around the NHL, including the NHL consecutive games played streak being broken. Aaron Dell's check on Drake Batherson. And more reverse retro jerseys are coming. All that and more on this week's edition of Let's Go Booze Radio. Hello, fellas. How you doing tonight? Fantastic. How about you, sir? I'm good. On this early episode. Earlier episode. I'm I'm in a better
2: mood than I think uh, people would probably expect I guess from a blue show after the <laughs> shellacking the team took which we'll get to but uh, I'll just go ahead and say this at the top of the show you, you don't have your a game every night in an 82 game season so I didn't take it too hard and I'm excited like you said for tomorrow night should be a fun game so I'm I'm in good spirits I'm in a good mood tonight
0: I mean it's not like we're you know on the bubble right now of a playoff spot or, or four or six points out whatever I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're all right.
2: <laughs> how about you, Bill? Right.
1: It, it, and how often, um, uh, um, all things considered blues wise, I'm, I'm good. I mean, how often, you know, is Monday the second of a back-to-back for you, <clears throat> especially a, um, you know, a, a very, very long flight after apparently a very, very long drive to the airport in Vancouver. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it it wasn't it wasn't a a complete shock to see them have a bad game. Um. So I'm I'm not heartbroken about that. But uh, I am I am looking forward to some some uh, discussion around the goaltending tonight. Mm. Goaltending all over the place with that uh, the Aaron Dell suspension. Yeah did
0: it did, come a good down show for uh, yeah, Mike McKenna yeah three or, games, yeah. Three games. That, that's what people three were games. thinking three two three games yep
2: yeah um what was the last time you saw a goalie suspended i
0: can't even think of it
1: for throwing a hit never
0: yeah i mean well yeah and yeah. goalies aren't called that often for it so
1: right pretty crazy but
0: yeah and you you you, you breathe on a goalie wrong and you get a penalty yep uh that, and that's, gonna again, that's a, that's a forward talking. It, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Bill's probably thinking off. <laughs> that's going to be some fun discussion. <laughs> uh, our official beer is episode number 338. You can follow us, each of us, on the Untapped app. My handle is cprice12. Jeff's is jponder94. Bill's is Blue 33 uh, You guys, I know Bill especially, uh, you guys keep up with us better than I do. The uh, Untapped app. Yep. But... Uh, <clears throat> Jeff, uh, what are you? Uh, are you are you having a beer before uh, before you, get, you have a game tonight? Later tonight?
2: Yes, that's yeah. why we're a little early, folks. Uh, well, that and I know Bill's; uh, he's got duty at PTs after the show tonight too. Um,
1: <laughs> My other other job.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, I uh, the sports actually have cabaret, obviously. Heat. Hey, and yeah. tell you what, folks! If you're out in Kirkwood, come out and check us out at 10:30 over at the Kirkwood Ice Rink. Um, but yeah, 10:30 tonight. So that's why we're doing the show a little early. No beer for me. I'm not one of those guys, as I was telling you guys before. Uh, I'm just not one of those guys that can drink and play hockey. I do it once a year. Uh, My buddies and I, uh, once a year, get together around Christmas time and just have a skate and just literally just drink Bud Select the whole time and just have a good time. So that's the only time I do it. I can't do it for any kind of league game or anything. But So tonight I'm drinking, rocking that ID life, or I guess ID life from rockinatidlife.com the energy uh always a good stuff always something i drink before a game to be quite honest there you go it's that flavor too no that's the pina
0: colada right that's the pina not pina pina sorry pina Pina.
1: peronimo pina colada there's a tilde on the end Jeff. there is
0: (laughs) say it right (laughs) sorry pina colada (laughs) <laughs> pina colada yeah it's how a rural Missouri says it right pina colada. uh Bill what are you uh <clears throat> what are you sporting uh I'm
1: going with the dark stuff um very dark stuff actually um plead the fifth from dark horse brewery um in um jackson michigan i think it's jackson it's it's in michigan uh in that nice little triangle uh, with bells founders and a few other uh saga talk some great breweries up there um yeah hoping to hoping to uh make it up that way in the next year and a half for a it's, little brewery tour
0: yeah amen i went up there for uh a brewery vacation you know we took yeah. a handful of breweries. that was that was fun good trip yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you kind go of. to the different i mean every almost every craft brewery now has uh, you can bring your own food in or they serve food and um yeah the uh, new holland one was uh, especially good with the food so yeah, yeah. we're good good time i mean yeah. I, I highly recommend not far not a far drive either it's not that bad
1: yeah no that's uh you you uh you put that on my um driving vacay list so uh we'll we'll see what uh what this uh what happens with this here pandemic they got us in (laughs) the uh, the
0: pandemic going on (laughs) yeah (laughs) we got a recession going on
1: yeah depression
0: depression going on that's right depression
1: and that's that's exactly what i was going for so (laughs) glad glad you picked up
0: I, i picked up what you put down
1: yeah, uh, very nice. What about you, sir? What are you swilling? Uh,
0: I'm swilling. Uh, uh, this, I it's a beer I haven't had. I've, I've had a variant of this, uh, on the show before, but this is the chocolate, the standard chocolate milk stout from Four Hands Brewery. Uh, usually, I'm uh, sorry, you haven't had that one before. Oh, no, I've, I've had it a lot. I just haven't oh, had it just on, not on, on the show in a while. Not on the uh, show. Usually, okay. uh, usually, I'm an absence of light guy. Um, I prefer that, but uh. I had a handful of these in my fridge. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go through these. So before we
1: get off the beers, um, just real quick. Um, very nice. Very nice. That nice? chestnut glass. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. UCBC yeah. It was from the uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, Octoberfest, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not the big ass mug they had, but the the smaller one, because I actually wanted to use it. I already have a yeah. huge big ass mug from years ago. I got it at Recess Brewery. They had during Oktoberfest, and I never use the damn thing. It's so huge. So I'm like, I want to yeah. use. This. I want to buy one. I'm going to use. Yeah, that's. I
1: I have one about the same size from Peel, um, the O'Fallon one when they had Oktoberfest. But uh, I was going to mention uh, last week uh, we were talking about uh, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was in our local supermarket here in Troy tonight, and they actually have a twelve pack variety pack. Of uh, variations of uh, Breckenridge porters, so, huh? I uh, I will nice. be going back to pick some up uh, when I am
0: uh, uh, so when, are, what when are, I have a
1: little more room in the beer fridge. Um, uh, yeah, v- vanilla. One of them, yeah, there's vanilla. That one of them was cherry. There's a cookie Ooh. variety.
2: Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to try that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll check that out.
1: So, um, and I don't think they're going to run out of stock because they still had some Christmas beers there too. So yeah, it'll be there for a while. Uh,
2: what is it where you guys live, man? Like we ran out of Christmas beer, like two weeks before Christmas out here in my area. Yeah. In most you places, guys, you, you guys pay. had, had the pumpkin beer late too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not, well, I, I
2: think, I, I think
1: most distributors actually pull the stuff back that doesn't sell. So, Yeah. Um, This may be an oddity, but
2: maybe. Uh, So in terms of beers of the episode, well, I I guess we'll go with beverages of the episode. Matt Harris in the YouTube chat says uh, my beer of the week is a French toast latte Mm. late night prepping for an interview tomorrow. Uh Uh, Matt, I know you've mentioned in the chat before that you're trying to move back up here to St. Louis. Uh, Hopefully that's here. So hopefully that's the case. Hopefully you'll move up here, go to plenty of blues games and center ice parties. And uh, hopefully hey. we'll be seeing you, seeing you up here.
0: Hey, hey Matt. Speaking of that, uh, I had something I wanted to uh, talk to you. So shoot, shoot us an email at radio at letsgoblues and uh, uh, so I can shoot you an email back. And I want to want to shoot you some info about something.
2: Yeah, uh, we're looking for a producer, uh, unpaid.
0: <laughs> right. No,
2: no, <laughs> it's nothing. Wait. Austin's in the chat. Yeah. Uh, oh. Sh- sh-
0: sh- sh- oh sh- okay. Don't say anything. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing show related. It's just uh, something else. So yep. uh, I thought maybe yep. I could help out with some. Um, and then we'll
2: uh, Ken Morris says, "Drinking a cool glass of water." Well, that's good. Uh, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm a little healthy. confused over in the Facebook chat. Uh, maybe you guys get this reference. Tim Sweeney says, "Let's go Blunden." Uh, the only Blunden I know is Edmund Blunden, who was a, a 1600s poet. So I don't think that's what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> is that is that a typo for the uh... maybe? Yeah, yeah, not a fan <laughs> if that's the case. Um, uh, today in a Blues history. For... Oh,
2: I get it. Okay,
0: I'm just. Asking. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Maybe wasn't there a former NHLer named Mike Blunden? Maybe he's a big Mike Blunden fan. I are you making that up? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think there was a Michael. Okay. Was there not?
0: I don't know. Check Hockey Reference.
2: Am I, am I making <laughs> Blunden. That up? Yeah, 80s. there he is. Michael Charles Blunden is a Canadian professional ice hockey winger who is currently an unrestricted free agent. Okay. Uh, looks like he played with the Blue Jackets and the Lightning.
0: Oh well, okay, never mind. How
2: about that, huh? It's, it, sounds like it's like it's, it sounds like a made-up name. It sounds like a made-up name.
0: Uh, today in Blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Tour account, January twenty sixth, nineteen ninety five, the St. Louis Blues play their first game ever at the brand new Keel Center. Uh, Craig Johnson scored the first goal for the Blues, and Brett Hull scores two in the three to one win versus the LA Kings. Wayne Gretzky scored the first goal for the visiting team in the uh, new building, which is fitting. Uh, yeah, I
2: was this... say yet another, yet another. Uh... Crazy trivia question that yeah. you can just guess Wayne Gretzky and you would get it right.
0: Right, it, it, that's the kind of guess that somebody who didn't really know hockey would guess. Uh, I'll guess the greatest goal scorer ever, Wayne Gretzky. Yep, you're right. Bob, uh, this was <laughs> the first game in uh, Old Keel Center because the start of the season was delayed due to a lockout. Um, I was actually at stick during the lockout. I was at stick and puck at Cahokia, um, and uh, KSDK came by and uh they sorry my daughter's calling me (laughs) there we go
2: what are you what are you doing zoe (laughs) she knows better
0: don't you know dad's doing the
2: show yeah come join the show come on
0: (laughs) you need to get that should we we no 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 No, it's okay it's okay she knows she'll figure it out she should know she'll figure the house is on fire it's all right right, right. no (laughs) uh but I was at the Cochi Ice Rink uh, during the lockout, and they KSDK came by, and they were interviewing some people, you know, just to get you know sound clips from local hockey people, I guess, for uh, uh, comments about the lockout or coming out of the lockout. They were gonna, uh, I think it was either going into the lockout or coming out of it. I can't remember. But I was on air uh, after I come off the ice, and I had a Jose Cuervo bandana on, <laughs> a red oh, wow. Jose Cuervo bandana. Uh, and uh yeah, I caught some shit from the opposing team uh after next week's game. They were they they saw me and they were like, making fun of the Jose Quare but Mike that was in a day did where, where I wore I, a bandana. Huh? Did you have it tied in the front? No. No. But I did have my, my button up shirt, just the top button only buttoned. So Ooh yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so that, and that was in the days where I wore a bandana under my helmet, which not a good idea. I don't know why I did that. That was cool, I guess.
2: That was uh, your look. That, that was that, a look for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't do it all the time though. I just did it sometimes. I don't know. I had a
2: helmet that I used to love and but the problem was it got so old that it stopped the sweat from getting into my eyes. Mm-hmm. It it just would just pour down like rain. Yeah. So I started wearing a headband with it. And oh man, I caught a lot of shit for that from my my own team, the other team. It was I bad. Think-
0: I think I velcroed a sweatband into the front of my hockey, uh, my helmet, at one time, like the you know the uh, to the padding up by the forehead, just to try and help with the sweat, because I got the same thing, sweat pouring down. Yeah. Uh, January 26, nineteen ninety one, the St. Louis Blues defeated the Detroit Red Wings five to four on overtime goal by Jeff Courtnall. Adam Oates recorded an assist in all five Blues goals, that made nine assists for Adam Oates in two games. On back-to-back nights, so uh, that's it's that's got to be that's got to be a record. Nine assists uh, back-to-back.
2: You got to think Gretzky's probably done something like that.
0: You think he had five assists and back like ten assists in two games, back-to-back? I mean, we are scoring maybe.
2: your team scoring eight goals a game. Uh, it's completely
0: possible. I know, I know, but I mean, it's if it's not <laughs> if it's not up there, it's got to be up there.
2: It's probably a Blues record. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Something tells me that Paul Coffey might have done that sometime <laughs> in, in yeah. the Oilers 80s. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, that was, that was the, uh, the whole um, 86 year. Right. So not surprising.
0: Well, this was 91 that uh, Oates did it, but yeah. Uh, January 26, okay. 2011, Eric Johnson of the Louis blues scores into his own net while trying to clear the puck on a stunning pass across the crease on a rush. He just He just slammed the puck into the back of his own net. Obviously not aware of where he was in the ice. Philip McCray, a product of the AAA Blues, scored his first NHL goal. (laughs) Turn that off. Uh, (laughs) Philip McCray, a product of the AAA Blues, scored his first NHL goal in the Blues' 4-1 loss versus the Calgary Flames. Um, On the play where Eric Johnson put the puck into his own net, can you guess who his defensive partner was? 2011. January 26th, yeah. 2011, it was Eric Brewer. That's, <laughs> yep. that's exactly where Monkeys I was going. Fucking a football is what they look like out there in that play. <laughs> yep. I actually
2: I actually do think I remember this because I remember thinking I I had a similar situation when I was like, I was probably 14, 13, maybe. I got spun around uh, right in front of the net. The puck was laying in the crease. And I literally, as I was spinning, I lifted my stick and I just – fired on the puck fired it in my own net i thought i was facing the other way and i was just the minute i did it i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me that that was a total nhl 98 move
1: Yeah, I've being the goalie. I, you know, accidentally knocked a couple into my own net, but that's a little more forgivable. I will say the the few times in my life that somebody on my own team put the puck into my net, it was it only happened I think three times while I was playing actual competitive rec or competitive non rec league hockey, and yeah mostly as a younger kid, but I remember giving them the stare of death every time. It's just, it's hard to get past as a goalie. Uh,
0: January 26th, 1980, Lynn Patrick, the first St. Louis Blues general manager, uh, head coach and hockey hall of fame, uh, hall of famer left the blues game that night uh, on January 26th, uh, a four to four tie, at home versus the Colorado Rockies uh, left due to an illness but crashed his car near the arena uh, after suffering a heart attack and he uh, passed away oh. that night yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. I would assume leaving the arena for an illness was related to the heart attack you know not feeling well mm-hmm. leading up to the heart attack so probably probably shouldn't have driven home not feeling well but
2: yeah call an ambulance Yeah, They're always safe with that
0: yeah hindsight being 2020
1: and completely different era, right? Sure. Like, heart attack was going to kill you like a hell of a lot more often than it would now. True. Nobody, nobody there to tell him take some aspirin.
0: <laughs> January 26, 1961. Happy 61st birthday to Wayne Gretzky. Do you know the word for being the age of the year you were born? Like he's 61. And he was born in sixty one. Do you know what there's a name for that? You know what it is?
2: I had no idea. No, what is it?
0: It's called a Bettyan birthday. Apparently, <laughs> I'll tell you why. The Bettyan birthday is named after a New York City firefighter, Bobby Betty, who noted oh. the. Yeah, he simply noted the coincidence and pointed it out. Now it's named after him. <laughs> Interesting.
2: Yeah. So it's in interesting that that's made
1: into the world beyond this in t- firefighter.
2: In two thousand seventy, I will be eighty five, and that will be my Bettyan birthday. So 90. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and uh, what's in. Uh, I'll be what in seventy four. I'll be seventy four. When I'm seventy four, uh,
2: I'd use a calculator. I'm yeah, an yeah,
0: I don't know. I'll be. Twenty, <laughs> thirty. You know, 25, 27 years, something you like said that.
2: 1974, you were 27
0: born? years. So, so uh, 48? 2048. 49? 2048.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'll be, it'll be uh, 2052 for me.
0: Okay. Hmm. You gonna make it?
1: Probably not. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> I, I have, a, I have a, a witty comeback, but I'll, I'll spare my uber cynicism right now.
0: Oh. So. <laughs> uh, the Blues suffer a 7-1 shellacking versus Calgary. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> along with um, goaltending. Have you heard that there's a goaltending uh, you know, talk in St. Louis right now? I mean, about uh, Huso and Bennington. I mean, there's, there's some talk. You, you mean on...
2: there's something else going on in St. Louis other than that?
0: Is that uh, what you're suggesting? N- no, because that's I'm all I'm, I hear about anymore. I'm a, well, I mean, if you haven't heard about it, um, it's happening, and and we'll we'll throw a hat in the ring for this uh, this goofy discussion uh, after uh, this word from our sponsor ID Life. You
2: don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash, it doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful, to you is your goal to improve overall energy achieve deeper sleep Lose or gain weight? The answer to all of those options? Rockin' That ID Life can help. Our friend Dustin at rockinthatidlife.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals, not someone else's. Get started today by visiting rockinthatidlife.com or emailing Dustin at rockin that ID life at gmail.com and tell him, Let's go. Blues Radio sent you to receive 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com and start your betterment journey today.
0: Uh, yeah, no, the, the uh, my, my daughter was trying to call me like three or four times during the first, uh, segment. And it's just, she calls me to tell me good night when she's not here. So that's, oh, that's what it okay. was. But, yeah. So okay.
1: she's not going to sleep well tonight is what yeah, to
0: telling Probably not. Uh, I I tell her, you know, when I'm doing the show, you know, I might not be able to answer the, show, answer the phone. So I say on Wednesdays, if you want to call up before, uh, well, you know, she does, I usually I, I to say before nine and she did call up before nine, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's we started earlier than usual, so I didn't tell her that, so and I feel a little bad.
2: That makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I'll admit I was slightly concerned, but that makes way more sense now.
0: Yeah, no, she's just uh, she's just a good daughter. She likes to say, uh, call me and say oh, that's night. awesome. Yeah, uh, I wish but... my son loved me. <laughs> I feel bad missing the call. I, I, I do because I, I, I love it, but you know, uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to her tomorrow. <clears throat> Uh, so the Blues uh, suffered a 7-1 shellacking versus the Calgary Flames in Calgary on Monday night after a convincing complete 5-0 victory in Seattle on Friday night and then a less-than-stellar 3-1 victory in Vancouver where the Blues didn't play particularly well. Uh, but Huso was uh, the man in net that night. The Blues played their third game in four nights and laid a huge egg in Calgary, uh, losing 7-1. We actually scored the first goal on oh. this. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I, I just wanted to add, uh, again, um, I guess it's on Wednesdays that he does this. Chris Kerber, again, went on uh, the Riz show this morning on 105.7 The Point, and I I kind of liked what he said. It actually made sense. He said, you could see this loss coming. It was boiling oh. up with how well they played lately, and then on, on Sunday, how they basically should have lost that game. Yeah. If it wasn't really who's so standing on his head, they lose that game. And then they come out, play basically the same way, but I think even worse defensively. I mean, when you're slide tackling your own goalie, it's um, bad. Yeah, just a just a bad yeah. night. And like I said, Chris Kerber called it perfectly. You kind of saw that coming for the Blues.
1: Yeah, that uh, the Vancouver game. I mean, you've got you know probably the the hottest goalie in the NHL going up against a fourth stringer you know that Mm -hmm. and that's the blues won by virtue of that right it it was Mm -hmm. vancouver had the you know the the better share of the play um i thought they drove the play and who's it was just really good um and then yeah i mean i i would agree with that assessment completely that game was was coming it was overdue and uh yeah i mean it was painful it's painful because, you know, it's Monday night. Looking forward to, you know, watching a rare hockey game on a Monday night.
0: But, yeah. oh, man. And you know what's funny is that um, I, I mentioned this to you guys the other day, that uh, during the day on Monday, uh, these sports sports radio people in, in St. Louis, the, the hockey folks, they uh, the, the quote, quote, hockey folks, right? Um, you know, they were talking about the blues and, and flames coming up that night. And uh, they were like, you know, why are the, why are the blues uh, not favored in this game? And I'm like, and, you know, and then they, they they proceeded to say, you know, basically put their non-hockey knowledge out there. It's like, oh, okay. first of all, they're playing second half back-to-back. Uh, Calgary not playing particularly great, but their goalie's playing really well. Um, and uh, Bennington's back in net. So, I mean, and it's who knows how it's going to go with because who (laughs) so played the night before played well. So, I mean, and it's funny because they, I I was like, well, it's, 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 you could see, like, like Kerber said, you could see a loss coming. Um, And we, but we scored first. Yeah. We scored first in this game. Uh, And, but, you know, the lead didn't last long. Uh, uh, Calgary scores three goals in the first, four goals in the second know the with a cart the wheels just came off the cart completely. Uh through two periods the Blues are bang out shot thirty five to nine. Uh Huso came in to leave Bennington and play in the third just to I mean it wasn't an attempt to change the tide. The game was over. Uh but uh you know just to just to get Bennington out. And and it's because then Huso came in and stopped all thirteen shots against and that just to put a little more fuel on the on the <laughs> Bennington and Husso fire that's being talked about. Uh Bennington allowed uh five goals on twenty seven shots with so a save percentage of eight hundred. Husso stopped all thirteen. Uh blues shot forty eight to twenty one in the game. Face off favor Calgary at sixty percent to forty percent. Calgary was two for five on the power play. Blues were an over. Uh Miklo went minus five. Miles Miklo went
1: and and Ron, was bench for the Yeah, he was benched for the third period.
0: Mikola was uh, uh, benched for the third, didn't play at all. Uh, Ruby on Mikola, on the reason why he was benched, this is one of those nights a lot of players go through it in their careers, and he's just got to be mentally strong and go out and just be aggressive and do what he does. I Mm. got the impression from his comments that he'll play uh, tomorrow night on Thursday. Well, the
2: the line rushes uh, this morning was Pareko alternating with Mikola and Wallman. So you have to wonder – is he considering putting Walman in, yeah. or is that just another push from Baruby to say, Mikola, you got to work for this?
1: Maybe it's yeah, a little both. It's, I, yeah. Well, I mean, you you got to keep Walman, you know, prepped and ready to go. But I think it's it's more of you know the motivating factor for for Mikola. But you know, I thought both Mikola and Pareko looked like they just did not have legs. Like, Berube kept rolling them out there, and they weren't skating. I mean, even the the uh, I think it was the um, fourth Calgary goal. Uh, Pareko was, like, you know, I don't know if he had been out there for a minute and a half, but he it looked like he was basically standing around and, like, pivoting in one place. He just he didn't have anything left to, to move. And it's like... Mm-hmm gotta, gotta keep him off the ice if he's doing that. And then, you know, we get to the third period and Mikko is the one
0: that pays the price and sits Perico
2: looked a, like he belonged playing with my men's league team tonight. That's the way he yeah. looked in that game.
0: He was a minus yeah. four in the game too. So he wasn't much better. Um, and
2: I get that you can't scrap, you can't, uh, uh, sit two defensemen and just leave four guys out there for the third period. But Pareko deserved a benching as much as Mikola did, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, he 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 could have uh, used uh, a little more more time off the ice. I wouldn't uh, advocate for a full benching, uh, really, for either of them. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, if if the point, if you know, if if part of the point of benching Mikola was, you know, that he just didn't have the legs, I get it. He, he looked like yeah. he didn't.
0: Uh, yeah. Falk somehow managed to be even in this game Um, (laughs) um, and uh, future blue math, Matthew Kachuk had five assists. Uh, Mm -hmm. Johnny Goudreau, Johnny hockey had one goal, three assists, just a horrible night all around. And it it, it got to the point where after it was like, after they scored like five goals, it's like, you could just, I mean, four or five goals. It just, they didn't have it. They, I mean, this game was just, did three games, four nights, didn't have it. Um, uh, Bennington wasn't playing big. Defense was was completely soft and 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 unaggressive and just and, awful and
2: uh, just diving for pucks. I mean, like mm-hmm. not and I get it. Trust me, I do that all the time. Go down on a two on one, try to block the pass. I get that, but I mean, there was just not skating, not skating. I better dive to try and keep up with the play. Like there Oops, was a I lot into of my goalie.
0: Yeah, Bertuzzo yeah. dives into Bennington and and knocks him over, and just I mean, he has no shot at making the save there. That's the kind of night it was. It's just one of those nights that happens. Um, and after it was like four or five to one, I'm like, I don't even care. I mean, it doesn't. No. Anything that happens after this point doesn't matter. It's just one of those games yeah. where they could look like the worst hockey team ever. I wouldn't care. It doesn't. It doesn't. the the The, the mindset has changed. They know the game's over. Um, it's just, just get the game over with. Don't it. Nobody get hurt.
2: That's a burn, that's a burn the tape night. They're right. you know, yes, I'm sure they reviewed it a little bit, but you know, Craig Bruby's not gonna be all right, boys, we got a four hour session tomorrow in the video room. You know, that's not gonna happen. This is a burn yeah. the tape game. He gets they retired, and uh you just you just gotta move on from it. And yeah, if you if you come out tomorrow night and have a similar effort, then you've got maybe you consider you've got a problem. Yeah, if it's that's... one game in the middle of nowhere. That happens. It's that's that's it's why I'm night. interested
0: about tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game more than I would be usually against a game against Calgary, you know, on a Thursday night after having a couple nights off. I think God. tomorrow night's game is is very interesting.
2: And the shoes on the other foot tomorrow night because Calgary's
0: playing tonight. Yeah, right. And it will be the, and that'll be their third game in five nights. I guess not four. Who's I in isn't so. for them tonight? Good question. Are they who are playing tonight? They're playing. uh, they're playing, so I can pull up the score here. They're playing, Are they playing right? Oh, yeah, they're playing, oh, they beat uh, Columbus 6-0. Yeah, oh, wow. And in net for them. Uh, Markstrom. Running. Okay. Markstrom. So I wonder, he, won't, he might not play tomorrow, that.
1: Well, he, if, he, if he pitched a shutout against Columbus, he very well could be.
0: Well, he only made 23 yeah, saves, but, so he may not have had a ton of work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, right now, 13 goals in two games for them. Um, I, I, And Markstrom's coming off a shutout. i put him back out there. It's what I wouldn't have done is not a uh, what Ruby did and put Huso in for the third. I thought that was an absolute mistake.
2: I thought it was a mistake, personally, and I'm not – it has nothing to do – I'm not trying to defend Bennington by any means with this, but I thought it was a mistake – playing Bennington against the better team in Calgary. I thought he hasn't played in a while. I did too. I thought you play him against Vancouver, uh, a little, you know, get his mind back into playing a a team. And, and honestly, you've already played Huso against some great teams. Why not play him against the better team in a back to back? That's, I think that's (laughs) the way I would have done it, but you know, I'm not that coach.
1: I think, I think Ruby fell into the trap of, oh, hey, Mike, I got a shutout. I'm going to, I'm going to roll him back out there for the next game. And it's like, this is probably a time when you want to give a guy that might need a little bit of, uh, you know, morale boosting in Bennington, uh, give him the easier of the two games and put Huso out there. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, the, the fact that Huso, you know, didn't give up a goal, um, you know, in the third period. And what you said, he faced 13 shots. I don't think that, I don't think that, you know, that that's really a fair assessment. I don't think, you know, I mean, Calgary was still coming, um, but, you know, they knew they had it in the bag at
2: that point. You're going to let off some.
0: Um, Both teams went off the ice. They don't want to. Yeah.
1: Right. Nobody wants to
0: get injured, but. No, you I let just,
2: you uh, let Bennington close out that third, and if he can shut him down for that third period, that's a little bit more of a confidence boost. I don't,
0: I don't right. know. I, I mean, I, I get why he made the switch. I totally do. I mean, he, I mean, allowing I seven goals through two periods. Well, then you run into a Patrick Wah situation in Montreal. What if they score four more in the third? And all of a sudden, he's allowed eleven goals, and it's like, at what point do you? I mean, you're now he's just getting. I mean, it was embarrassing enough as it was seven goals in two periods, but now it's like. This is mm-hmm. a career embarrassment for him. Right. So but you know what I mean? I, at I totally. Some get. Point,
1: right. It's at some point you you have career embarrassment. And you know and right. I know Bennington's a proud guy just like Patrick Wah was but I mean Patrick Wah got lit up for 11 goals by the Detroit Red Wings Detroit. in their prime, right? That was the that, that team would have would have beaten anybody if they could have figured out how to beat New Jersey's left wing lock in in the final, right? That, that that team was just amazing. But Bennington, you know, I, I, I mean, I tweeted that he's got to eat the shit burger. It's a total team shit burger and he's got to eat it. He's got to see this through. And you know, I, you don't risk putting Huso out there and you know, one undermining his confidence and getting him off of his game. Or two injury, right? If you know, you don't want to hurt, you you don't, you don't want to do anything that is going to throw in, uh, throw a wrench into the guy that's hot.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I I get it, but I I think this is the standard play too. You know, I, I mean, you don't you don't take Bennington out uh, during the second because that's more embarrassing. You do it, you know, you, you you do the transition in the locker room, you know, so you don't you don't have to skate off the ice, you know,
1: right. So In, I unless, I, get it. I totally get it. Right. Unless Baruby asked Bennington, do you want to come out? I, I think that's the wrong move. If, if Bennington said, well, I just d- don't have it tonight. I, I just, I, at some point, I think it, it's actually, it would be a source of pride for a goalie, you know, it, it, to, to say, I'm going to see this out. Right for for Biddington to to learn to own that, I think that would have been a better way to go for one. And it, like I said before, I don't I don't want to put the guy who's on the heater at risk of you know our defense hadn't shown up. I don't want him to go out there and get lit up. And now I've got two goalies who aren't sure about themselves. That's just but, to me that was just stupid coaching.
0: But Huso stopped all thirteen. So. No issue right. with the confidence. So hind, I mean, hindsight, right. it was it ended up being as far as you know, no injury. You know, he stopped all thirteen. Shouldn't have any confidence issues or anything with a with a bad third period. So it ended up ended up working out. I, I understand what you're saying. There's right. risk there. I get it. Um, right. But I, but right. I, but again, I fall back on. I think it's the standard play. I mean, it's and again, I think would you would do you think that wa was left in too long against Detroit, or do you think he should have been pulled sooner? Um, I, th- that, that was 11 um, goals too, though. So
1: no, it, was, it was 11 goals,
0: but um, it's like anyway. but at 11 goals, it's like, well, what's the, why, why take him out now? You know, I mean, it, it, right. I don't know.
1: No, I, I, I think then like Montreal still had something to play for, right? They, they, they were, you know, it, it, it's such a, such a monumentous game in the history of that franchise, uh, that. Of course, I'm going to say, you take him out after the second period. It, it was all about ego, right? It was all about, um, you know, oh sure, Tremblay having a bigger right. ego than Patrick Watt, and, and Watt saying, "No, that's not the case." Um, I, I absolutely would have taken him out. It To this day, it breaks my heart that that he left Montreal and couldn't lead them to any more cups. Grateful that he he won, you know, in Colorado. Oh a few times, but yeah, it, it's, that was such a terrible decision in the history of the Habs franchise not to change. I don't feel the same way about Bennington. You know, Bennington is, is, is not, I, I love him. I, I think he's, he is a a good modern goalie, but he is not on the same level as Patrick Watt.
0: No, I'm not suggesting he's anywhere close to that, but um yeah, I yeah mean, he's no he's no Charlie Lindgren, <laughs> because <laughs> he's Man, the savior. If you ask something, I I, I have nothing about you're freaking right. <laughs> I have Nothing <laughs> about Lindgren in the show notes, but you could talk about him too because there's a lot of people wanting, you know, the Blues to uh, deal deal Bennington and uh, and make Huso Lindgren tandem, and just a couple of weeks ago, you had everybody and their uncle saying trade Huso. Which is like the that wasn't the, even that was that was like a week ago. One of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever we talked about this on the show last week. One of the dumbest suggestions ever, especially okay, now and, and now if you believe the fans that say Bennington sucks, right? Like so, probably the same people that were saying trade Huso the week before. So wait a second. You don't want either of our goalies, basically. You want to trade Huso to get something for him because he's good, right? Because that's what people do. They want to trade anyone and everyone as soon as they're good so we can get something for him so we don't lose him to free agency, you know? So it's just bonkers stupid.
2: I right. I kind of understand that a bit when it's a guy like Petrangelo, you know? And again, if if you're not at the, the top of uh, the standings, if you're – maybe a bubble team. That's even different. That's,
0: that's yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking different. About our team. So when yeah, you're on top of
2: the division right. and, and again, with it being your backup, who's not making a lot of money, not going to fetch you a lot because I'm sorry, folks, people are not looking. There's not a lot of, uh there's okay. Let's play like this. There's no playoff team looking for a new goalie right now. And if there is, they're not going to take a flyer on a guy who's had 12 good games. Uh It's it, not going to happen.
0: So, if they why do now, they would take a flyer on a him. Better chance they would take a flyer on him, but it wouldn't be for anything of value whatsoever.
2: And and I saw somebody of note comment. Um, I think it was a non Blues person. Uh, somebody comment on Twitter: the Blues just can't let Husa walk in free agency. And I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck not? Like I, again, this well, isn't a Petrangelo situation, isn't it? I well, remember Pavel Dimitro was was in this conversation at one point. I understood that at least understood the argument of you don't want that. But the way that I look at it is the way Columbus looked at their situation a couple of years ago when they kept their free agents instead of training them because they were like, we're going to go all in this year. Let's see what we got. And I think it's the same thing here with Huso. you've got a good backup. Yeah. You might lose him in free agency, but guess what? Remember Charlie Lindgren is an NHL goalie. If you ask a lot of people and Bennington, has always proven to be able to bounce back in his short NHL career. So you keep who in the hopes that maybe you go on a cup run and you're going to need him. So yeah, maybe you lose him in free agency, but maybe you made a good cup mm-hmm. run the year before. Yeah, I don't,
1: I... Ahead, you need to have, you know, what I've, what I've said before, and I'll keep saying it. You need to have two, good goalies in this day and age, you don't get one and trade the other. Like, you, like,
0: why not, Bill? This, why, this... why? Explain to everyone why you would never want to do that in today's NHL for the people <clears throat> that just came in in the back for the, yeah, <laughs> say the people in the back. <laughs>
1: because the season's ebb and flow and there is no franchise goaltender in the NHL today. I, 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 I don't see any goalie out there besides Vasilevsky. That's the one guy that I will I will you know. Tampa was able to go out and sign you know a 37 year old Brian Elliott because they they can rely on Vasilevsky. Outside of him, I don't I don't want to go into a season even in Florida with the money that they gave Bobrovsky. Like uh, you know they have Spencer Knight who's a who's gonna be a great goalie in his own right, neither one of those guys are are you know gonna be franchise goalies. They're the the idea of a franchise goalie is not how an NHL GM today thinks.
0: Remember when remember when uh Minnesota they had Fernandez and who was the other one? Uh, uh, uh <clears throat> Oh, but they they, they they were like they were like they split time, right? Rollison, Rollison, they split yeah, time,
1: Fernandez, Rollison, and then right, and, 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 they, and they split time. That was like and they
0: beat one of right, the first beat teams the to Colorado do that. Avalanche, Right, yeah, that, that was yeah. one of the first teams to do that because at the time it was like, Whoa, you don't have a number one? What happens come playoff time? Well, every team has a number one, but the, the time is shared a lot more now than it used to be. But Minnesota was like 50 50, but that was interesting because. Teams are are like more like Minnesota was then right now, than uh, you know uh, they're not. So it's it's interesting how things have changed because yeah, and, they're more like Minnesota, and we criticize we didn't criticize them. But it was like kind of puzzled, like what what are you gonna do during playoff time? How, who's the number one? But it's just kind of interesting how it yeah. changes.
2: And oh. it's funny because this this is the con- I made the joke earlier. This is the conversation in St. Louis right now. And, uh, I, yeah, um, it's just funny because, like Bill said, ebbs and flows of the season. I really honestly, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I could see it happening where Huso, you know, comes back. Let's face it, folks, just like Bennington in his first season, he's playing a little above his head right now. No goalie can keep this pace up. So, Huso. he's Huso. going to come back. Yeah. Huso, that is. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying when Bennington in 2019.
0: Right. right. But mm-hmm.
2: I'm saying that. I could see possibly Husso coming back down to earth a little bit, not falling off the map, but f- coming back down to earth and I then Biddington, like he did late season last year, like he did the season before. And of course, like he did in 2019 Biddington when the playoff pushes on playing some of his best hockey. And then all of a sudden guys in two months, we're going to have a conversation of, well, man, um, they don't have a reliable backup because Huso's not playing well, but Binnington's playing great. And it's just like people need to step back and realize that the, the, the season is long and this kind of thing happens all the time for every team. And, again, maybe Huso keeps the number one job the rest of the year. And if he does, that's fine. That means he's playing great, so I'm happy. But you don't put all your eggs in one basket just yet. Ooh. It's just it's too early.
0: McKinnon, uh, do you see that? You're watching the Boston uh, Colorado game? McKinnon just took a shot, looks like to the face. Um, He looked like he was hurt, kind of kicking his legs on the ice, holding his face. Kind of looked kind of bad. You hate to see it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, early in the game, too. First period, and it's, oh, yeah, like a shoulder and the face didn't look dirty. It looked like, I don't know, it's tough, high speed stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I... I I've, it's
1: the TNT game?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, i um, put it in. Yeah, and I think with 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 Huso, and he, we talked about going to free agency and losing him in free agency, I don't think the Blues would lose him in free agency at all. I think they would... Uh, closer to the end of the season, if Huso continues to play like he is, I think I they should make an effort to reassign him before we even get to the offseason, you know, uh, yep, and I die, to, to lock him up for a couple of years. Um, to yeah, and just to have—I mean, because really he could go either way, I and mean, he's had a great season so far, no question. Love the way he's been played. Confidence in him for me and like everyone probably is sky high. Feels mm-hmm. so confident with him in net. <clears throat> but it would it shock anybody if he regresses, and and then Bennington s- slowly transitions back to him as being the guy who gets more starts. Wouldn't surprise anybody at all. So because the, or if it the, just
2: became a fifty-fifty split, right?
0: Yeah, and and the, because the sample size with him is so small, so you can't. We we've talked about. I don't. if People these knee-jerk reactions as far as uh, Huso goes. I mean, just enjoy the fact that he's playing well, and don't screw things up. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't get it. <clears throat> Well, and let's go back to when
2: Charlie Lindgren was up here. People wanted the conversation. What was the conversation then? It was, hey, send Huso down. We don't care that he has to go through waivers. Lindgren is the backup. Yeah. And it's like, so five games. Just how many different goalie conversations have we had throughout this one season? It's
0: As soon as a goalie starts to play well, it's like, that's the guy. That's the guy. Get rid of everyone else. That's him. And then six months later, if the backup, for him, starts playing well, that's the new guy. What is yep. the deal? What is the deal with wanting right. to move on it's, to somebody else permanently? It's so weird.
1: Can we call that the Jordan Bennington syndrome?
0: But it's, it's always been that, that way, that, though, that right? Was,
1: it, right. But, but, you know, it, it probably validated that feeling for a lot of people. Um, but it was lightning in a bottle it's not going to happen again. Like there will be a movie made <laughs> it, yeah. about that team because it was such an incredible story.
0: It's not going to happen again. And not and at least not with an underdog. And this is not the same situation either at all that, that with Huso this season, there's no Chad Johnson on this team, but like they had in 19, they, they got rid of Johnson. Right. They brought up Bennington because Huso was hurt. Um, and Bennington didn't start for a while. And, and, and Alan wasn't getting it done consistently. Um, and the thing too with Allen, he was inconsistently not getting it done for years. So and, right. and what had Allen ever won? Ever, except for one playoff series? Nothing. He didn't won anything. So right. so the the transition was a no brainer when he disappeared. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, absolutely. The, the transition to Binton was a no brainer. You gotta give him a shot. And then he's hot. Yes, ride his hot hand because Allen has never proven anything. So right, right now, well, let's- You've got Huso, which, yes, I'm all ride the hot hand. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Especially with Bennington not playing as well as we'd want him to play, necessarily. But um, I I just, it's, it's, it's just a completely different situation right now. Because Bennington has yep. proven, and he, he won a fucking Stanley Cup here. How many, I don't, I mean, come on. Blues fans come off as ungrateful. I mean I I'm not I'm not saying stick with the guy forever, right? But he won you a fucking Stanley Cup. He deserves the benefit of the doubt in situations like these to correct his game, especially when the defense in front of him is statistically proven to be hanging him out to dry.
2: Yes. And let's let's also not forget that last season, without him, the Blues are not a playoff team. They don't make the playoffs last year at all. I know they lost in four straight, but again, we've said it a million times. That's not on Bennington. He played he no, was the he only was, blues player on the ice that series.
1: Right. He was the best player by far for the
0: blues. And he was and, and, and the season after they won the cup in twenty uh, in nineteen twenty. Uh we the, the the season that was stopped short just before the end because of COVID. Uh we were first in the West. So it's like Yeah. I mean, and he was our goalie. He was the number one. So it's like, I mean, he had the cup run. He had that next season. He wasn't as good as the cup run, but no one's ever going to be that good over the long haul ever, ever, ever. It's impossible. So, I mean, he was fine that season. Um, and
2: that's that's the thing that drives me nuts when you see people say, well, his numbers have dipped every season since he won the cup. No fucking shit. He had a ridiculous stat line that that first season. He's like, What like we said it at the time. He's not going to keep this up. He's going to fall back down to earth next season a little bit, hopefully not a lot. But if he keeps this up, he's, he's got, got Patrick Waugh numbers at the end of his career. That's and not you know, going to happen.
0: And you know, and that, that's a great example why you don't put all your eggs in the Huso basket right now. And anoint him the number one and trade Bennington, or which you can't do anyway. It's a dumb <laughs> suggestion um, because like ebbs and flows, you know, and thirteen games. Come on.
2: Um, I like I like what we got a great, great uh, conversations going on here in the YouTube and Facebook chats. Uh, one thing Derek says here, uh, I would like to think that social media fans are not the majority of fans, but I don't know how realistic that is. Uh, I don't know. That is a – I would love to figure that out, like have – I don't know how the Blues could do it. Maybe season ticket holders, people who are attend games. Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Are you active? And then we could find out a percentage. Yeah. Because yeah, I would like to know that too. But I will say, like, when I talk to people, like I got a, a couple older guys on my ice hockey team. Um, they all say they're not on social media, and they all back Bennington, and well, they back Huso too. They're just they're like us. They say I don't fucking care who's in net as long as the Blues are winning games. Don't trade anyone. Keep them both.
0: Yeah. No. I. That's. I'm totally on board with. There's. You don't. Don't. Yeah. Well. You can't move Bennington, and it'll be stupid to move Huso. so. what? what, what you you roll with what you got, and I, I I'm I'm fine with what we got. I really am. For I mean, now that could change come playoff time based on how things go. Um, but you just got it. You can't just. I mean, I I don't know if every fan base is this way. I assume they are. But the knee jerk bipolar nature of, of uh, blues fans is just like it, it goes from game to game. It's like, I mean, someone has a, like a goal, goaltending, especially. It's like, oh my God. I did the. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Is like in <clears throat> small segments. Jesus, right?
1: And and you know, it it, it drives me nuts when uh, you know, Julie and I talk about the Blues and and the goaltending. Like she's she is uh, you know, taking it uh, a little too far with the idea that uh, you know that the Blues kill goalies, right? they were good before they got here and it's like no actually you know and she likes to throw out jordan bennington look he's he's gotten he hasn't been good like he was in his first year it's like but that kind of disproves your point right (laughs) we didn't kill him he came up and won it for us yeah he's just you know it's just he's trending to the you know to the mean right and you're it's, I it's actually crazy. I, I think, I think a lot of blues fans are used to the idea that we're just going to recycle goalies. Yeah. So let's be proactive about it.
0: I, I, I am, uh, we have in the past as a fan base tried to run out goalies w- early, uh, way mm-hmm. too soon, you know, at the first sign of a hiccup is I like, get rid of them. And uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's always been the case. And I think management, um, not that they listen to the fans uh, necessarily, but they have been too quick to move on from goalies at times. Um, and I, I think that's hurt them. So, uh, I, it, it, and well, a recent example,
2: recent example would be Halak and Elliott. Like I remember, and, and again, I think we had this conversation on the show. That's how long we've been around, folks. Um, that uh, Halak and Elliott, it was, Elliott was coming out of nowhere, playing great. And Halak was, you know, not playing his best, but okay. But everyone was like, trade Halak. Why do we need him? We don't need him. We got Brian Elliott. He's playing great. Trade Halak. And it's like, you have two good goalies. It doesn't matter what goalie you play. They're winning games. Why do right. you want to trade one of them?
1: Right. Two good goalies at very reasonable salaries. As well. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And, and right now, during the COVID era, I mean, what happens down the stretch during an important run of games or in the playoffs even if uh, Bennington tests positive for COVID and we moved moved Huso midway through the season because the fan base wanted him gone and he could, we can get something for him, right? All of a sudden, then we, then we got Lindgren, who, I mean, he might play well. Uh, who knows?
1: But... It's, it's one of my favorite storylines of the year, but I said this on a previous show when it was going on. You send him back down because whoso has you can't put Huso through waivers. You're gonna lose him, no. and that would be the mm-hmm. dumbest right. way to lose him. Right. So you're gonna send Lindgren back down. He's he's probably not gonna come back and have the same results that he did. I love the results that he had. He's such a likable guy, yeah. and that that's the part of the problem. Line of, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and for me, you know, as as a Montreal Canadiens fan, who you know was like totally understood the vindictiveness in him, you know, saying, yeah, you don't have to tell me who we're playing. And then, you know, for him to have such a strong game against them, you know, that I I love that. And so, you know, I, I, he's my, one of my favorite stories of the blues this year so far, I don't expect him to come back here and win another game this year. I would love it. I would love it. But, it means bad things have happened, or stupid things have happened. To, but I like the fact that he's there, right? In case we need him. We
0: you know? had I, I've seen a lot of people talk about how back in the trade Hofer uh, trade uh, Huso con- a conversation that uh, you know trade Huso you know bring up Hofer he's 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 uh, in the pipeline ready to go and I'm like what the fuck I mean, that's that's a funny comment too like there's always the next best thing. We've got mm-hmm. in the AHL ready to go. He's ready to come up. He'll fill in that. He's cheaper. He's better. It's like move the high price guy. Get the young kid in here who's ready to go. And let's roll with him. He's gonna be fantastic. And like, how often does that work out?
2: And then and then let's just say it does work out. Then the conversation becomes well, now you got to trade him because you he's get something for
0: him, great, right? and he's young. You can't pay him when it's, his contract's up. <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a cycle that it's, will continue forever, and it it's so is, obnoxious.
0: It is so toxic. It is a yeah. how can you ever be happy. I feel sorry for those people because they're never happy with the team that's in front of them. I don't get it.
2: Um, I like uh, what Austin Lynch said here, because I actually kind of made this comment to you guys uh, over the weekend. I swear to God, I was about to delete Twitter the other night after the game, just blaming Benner, especially after Portuzo literally tackled Benner. Obviously <laughs> not on purpose, but that's not a goalie problem. And I'll add to that real quick. Bob Rakowski, who this gets our comment of the show, two good goalies are awesome. Playing defense is awesomer. Right. And I'm 100% with that. I, yes, Spinnington could have come up big. We talked about it with the Toronto game. That, you know, you want him to make the big save, just this miraculous, stupid save, which, by the way, if you watch that first power play Calgary had, he had about two of those that should have been in the back of the net. But he made two very good saves, sliding across the crease and stoning them. It's just they got chance after chance after mm-hmm. chance after chance and if that happens i don't care who the goalie is the puck's going to go to the back of the net more often than not and and then and th- let's add in too the blues couldn't get any offense going it was bill you right. can speak to this when when you're playing defense the entire fucking game not only are the players on the ice Wait. getting tired the skaters the goalie Is getting tired, having to go back and forth, preparing mentally for the save. If you're not seeing your team play offense at all, all of a sudden it's 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 barring down on you. Oh my God, I am going to have to make eighty saves tonight.
1: Yeah, no, it's a couple of things. It's that, but it's also you, you know, you realize what's going on in front of you, so you you try to step up your game and take your focus. You know, it, it ruins your focus. But I'll I'll say with, with this game and with Biddington, I blame him for one goal and that was the first. He had a chance to knock the puck down on the on the dump in and he just kind of you know half assed it behind the net, you know, and, and didn't get the puck knocked down. And then I I didn't like his positioning. Uh, I hell of a shot by Zadorov, and Pareko you know, did a great job screening. Um but yeah i i thought that he could have played that entire thing better after that every other goal the the goal that clinched the game for me like at the point that it's it's three to one i thought we still had a chance that fourth goal the monahan power play goal ryan o'reilly failed to clear the zone a fairly easy out on the penalty kill and he failed to do it and then didn't get back into position in the slot and quick passing, bang, bang, they score. You know, that, <laughs> at that point, it's like, it's over, right? This, this game, that, that to me, it was like, ex, that's when I accepted the fate, but not at all that I think it was on Jordan Bennington. Apart from that first goal.
0: I thought uh, I thought the blues had a shot, you know, they're getting outplayed. But they had that power play late in the first period when it was three to one to get back to within one goal. And I thought, okay, power play, the blues power play is fantastic. This is where you need it to get you back in the game. Maybe, you know, change the momentum going into the break, you know, make it three to two. And that didn't happen. And then it was four to one, five to one, and the game's over. So, um, yeah, and and for me, like, I've
2: talked to the last couple of weeks, the Washington game and then the Nashville game last week, the Pronger night, um, they came out and looked awful, and it was concerning because it was, oh, God, this game is not going to go well. Well, then they got one big goal, one big something happened, to turn it around, and the Blues all of a sudden were, you know, the monsters of the game, and and it was like, there's no way they're getting beat tonight. You just – you didn't see anything like that in the first period with the Calgary game. Again, you go up one nothing on the Bozak goal, but after that, it was all Calgary. There was nothing St. Louis. I mean, they had nine shots through two periods. You just mm-hmm. knew that moment wasn't coming, and that was, okay, this game is going to be the stinker of the season.
0: Especially when the second period is typically our, our, our great period in the game, and we got destroyed. So, Tim right. Thomas yeah. – Tim Thomas wrote an article in STL today, uh, and but it's behind a paywall, and I can't see it. Um, it's a premium article, and it's titled "Are Maybe the Blues." You don't
2: pay for
0: St. Louis Post Dispatch. No, I don't. Are the Blues likely you to part? You don't get more ads. <laughs> <laughs> they just redesigned their site. Uh, are the Blues likely to part with Jordan Bennington? And I'm like, oh come on. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping that article consisted in its entirety. It'd be funny if you click on the link to read the article and the only thing in the article was, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been no, the that's... only thing that you could say in the article.
2: You know what that, and I hate to call Jim Thomas out for this. I really don't mean to. Clickbait? But that is a clickbait article. That is a, I'm giving the fans what they want to hear, what everyone's talking about. I'm the insider. And I guarantee he went in that article, it probably did basically say no. Right, but I'm he sure. wants people to read it, which I get, but not a good article, <laughs> not good at all.
0: Friend of the show, Lou Korak, shared some goalie info from Kevin Woodley on Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. This was right. this so was Kevin Woodley great.
1: covers yeah. Vancouver for NHL.com and has also been a contributor to Ingle Magazine. Ingle Magazine, right? And follow I think for we,
2: I think we yeah. could. I think we could get him. He might be a good get. So That'd be a good get to talk yeah. about this. Try to, I try to get him on. Yeah.
0: So Lou said, uh, check out this thread started by my colleague and goalie specialist, Kevin's in goal at Kevin's in goal. Uh, some perspective uh, for all you, uh, uh, all you quote, get Bennington's ass out of there people. Uh, and for those that actually understand, <laughs> God bless Lou. I know. Right. So he goes on to uh, list a bunch of his tweets. Um, which were great to talk about the goaltending and, and stats and how gr- great Huso's been. He's been on a heater, which everybody knows, um, but uh, but he also talks about dis- defensive stats and how the defensive stats uh, are hurting Bennington more than they're hurting Huso. Um, But the one tweet that this guy put out said, for all noise surrounding Blues games, Bennington is also still performing at a really high level this season. If any narrative should end, it's that St. Louis Louis defends well. But numbers show it's been worse for Bennington, and that's part but not all of the difference. So, um, yeah, it'd be great to get him on to talk more about that. But to summarize, what he said was, who's on fire? Bennington isn't playing as poorly as people are saying, uh, but he does need to be, be better. Uh, but the Blues defense has been completely unacceptable, uh, especially in front of Bennington. For whatever reason, there's a difference. So, and this was an issue back um, uh, with uh, Bennington or with uh, uh, yeah Bennington and Allen um, for a while. There was the the Blues defense plays worse in front of Allen nonsense, but right um, yeah. So,
2: and and let's not forget the Toronto game. Uh, there was some bad defense in that game. We we talked about that on the show that. You had a couple big turnovers in the first period that led to goals. Um, the only one it really that you could pin on Bennington was the game-winner, unfortunately. But that was a game where if yeah. the offense isn't showing up like they did, that's another blowout loss. But Because the, the defense right. just looked awful against Toronto. And... Is my
1: memory incorrect, or did not Robert Portuzo also wind up interfering with Jordan Bennington attempting to make a save in that game?
2: I'm sure he did. <laughs> but,
0: uh, <Portuzzo's laughs> a big
1: Matthews power play goal. He's a big
0: right. go down in front, go down in the crease kind of guy, be a second goalie kind of a guy, um, which I'm sure goalies love, right? <laughs> Defenseman getting down on the hands and knees uh, in the crease. Um, you to slide across, and you. Head-
2: I I got screamed at by my goalie last week because I I dove in front of him and block a shot, and I blocked it, and it actually ended up deflecting off my shin guard and out of the zone. He was yelling at me during play, "Don't ever fucking do that again." And I was like, "I just made a block, man!" And he's just like, "I don't care. Don't do that in front of me.
1: <laughs> get out the way." We're not we're not gonna let you get that have that validation that you did something good because you didn't. <laughs>
0: Uh, you got lucky.
2: There
0: was a there was a tweet that I uh, that I saw that kind of enca- uh, nicely encapsulates um, uh, the general mindset of uh, social media comments about goaltending that I disagree and also don't understand. Uh, so this was uh, from Thomas at ouf oufan nine one nine, and this was in replying yeah. to one of Lou's comments. He goes. I get it. He doesn't have all the help in the world at times, especially time referring to Bennington. But he's given up 23 goals in his last five games. That's not going to cut it, no matter how bad the no, no matter how bad the play is in front of him. He's supposed to be a number one goalie. If the play in front of you is bad, so you're still supposed to play well and keep the puck out of your net, regardless. That's what he's saying. And I'm like, how does that make sense? How, so so it's. Always the goalie's fault then always, always, always. never. Yep. I mean, even if yeah. the defense plays yeah, poorly, I, it's it's still the goalie's fault. It, it, does, because does you're the number he one. complain? Bullshit. I wonder if this is the guy that, if this is a
2: guy that would complain if the defense or if uh, the goaltender goaltender is playing fantastic, but the other, they're not scoring goals. The offense isn't there. Are you fucking yelling about, well, that's supposed <sighs> to be an NHL offense. No, because you're probably giving the offense a pass at the end of the day and saying it's ah oh, well, you know, you're not gonna score every game, you know. It's, no, it's the same fucking thing here.
0: It's lazy analysis. It's 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 someone who doesn't know what to look for when they're when they're analyzing something. They want to comment, but they don't know what they're looking for. But the the puck's in the net and the goalie's responsible for keeping the puck out of the net, so it's his fault. And that's that's in a nutshell, that's what it is. No matter how bad the team's playing in front of him, the goalie still has the job to keep the puck out of the net. That's that's essentially what He's saying, and that's that's the mindset of way too many people. And it's just you, each goal, case by case basis, you got to, it's eye test. You don't look at the box score to see how good a goalie is. You watch the fucking games. You see how the goals go in. You see who missed assignments. You see if the goalie should or shouldn't have had it. It's just, it's a whole bunch of things. And you got to watch the games and know what you're looking for when you're, when you're trying to analyze the game. If you don't know what you're looking for, don't analyze the game. Just watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so what do we do with our goaltending, guys? Ride the hot hand, 50-50 split. Who do you start tomorrow? Oh. Thursday. You know,
2: <laughs> the easy answer is who so, but I think I said this last week, too. I want to see Bennington bounce back. Oh, I, I, want, yeah. I want him to have that chance because he's done it so many times, but... <laughs> Again, you're not in a position where you're many points ahead or anything, or you're guaranteed a playoff spot at this point. So I think you have to go Huso.
1: You go Huso because of this stat. Calgary and their 6 nothing win at Columbus tonight. Franchise record, 62 shots on goal. Not shot attempts. Shots on goal. They are finding <laughs> ways to get the puck to the net. I want Huso. You know, he... He almost gave up a goal. he hit the post. Um, oh. You know, nice, nice little forehand, backhand, deek move. Um, but everything stayed out, and he looked big. You know, Bennington, I think, was uh, overplaying angles and, I, and yeah. playing a little small. Huso, Huso, you, all the way.
0: You, 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 yeah, yeah, i If and the, the, the stats hold true, where well, the defense does play a little better in front of Huso, then you, I mean, <clears throat> you go with the, you go with what has the best chance to win you a game that night. And that's the way, that's the way it's going to be, I think. And especially with yeah. Bennington's play uh, against Calgary, not that he was to blame for that, for that at all. Um, right. But, you know, you allow seven, you know, you give the other guy a shot next game. It's just the way it goes. So I think.
1: And who's um, Huso, so home record? Right, the yeah. guy is right. great at home. Right, yeah. Which I mean, and there's now, so many you watch. statistical reasons to go with him. You The watch. emotional reason, right? The the emotional reason you want Bennington because you want you want him to fight and he's the fighter, right?
0: But mm-hmm. no. you watch. We we win this game four to one. Huso stops thirty eight to thirty nine, and all of a sudden, you know, social media blue uh, blue social media is just. That much more anti Bennington because of oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see here. We've got um, what do we got coming up next. We got. Um, oh, my notes. Yeah. There. Well, <clears throat> we got perspective on go. the well the James Neal. I've uh, got some guys we sent down to uh, uh, Springfield, and then next up for the Blues, which we talked about already, and some rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL, which should be fun. Uh, after this, where are you, are you, you're taking off Jeff, right?
2: Yeah. I got to get out of here, boys. Uh, okay. thanks for starting the show early for me. Um, yep. can't wait until next <clears throat> week when we have the same conversation about goalies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen and, for a while.
1: Yep. And, and please take and apply what you learned here tonight, Jeff.
0: <sighs> yeah, that I will. You, I,
1: will. Wrong.
2: I will. I will. Uh, I will also be listening on my ride to the rink. So, uh, do me proud boys.
0: Or just, Thanks, just, everybody. just fan out your, your shin pads like Craig Ludwig, you know, just fan them out. That's what I'll do.
2: There you go. All right. See you, Jeff. See you, guys.
0: Center Rice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. CenterEyes Brewery. Let's go blues. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> so much more room with wise to stretch out again.
1: All right. Feels good. Doesn't it Does it? feel good? Yeah. Right. And, and people can, <laughs> people can admire my dogs. Yes. Uh, Your dog. Yeah. They're always
0: taking the hanging out on the couch or right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. That, Almost like yeah. a camouflage.
1: Yeah. It's I, 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 yeah, that was not a mistake that I bought a great couch with two great dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just smart on a couple levels. Yeah yeah <clears throat> just don't uh, accidentally sit on one if you don't see it like uh, you watch Sopranos at all when Christopher sits on uh, his girlfriend's dog on the couch and he's he's like high and it's a small little dog and he suffocates it just so he passes out and <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: I I, uh, I s- didn't get all the way through the Sopranos and I think that was probably the season that that I stopped when Christopher yeah. started getting older yeah
0: yeah and trouble with the drugs that was a yeah yeah don't do drugs kids uh (laughs) don't do drugs and own a small little dog that is the same color as your couch (laughs) yes uh perspective on the 7-1 loss uh before we just completely uh turn the page on this game uh blues came into this game and this is luke korak tweeted some of the stuff out uh friend of the show luke korak the Blues came into this game 13, 3 and 1 in their past 17 games. Haven't lost back to back games and regulations since November 14th and 16th. So they haven't gone more than a game without earning a point in nearly two and a half months. So calm the fuck down.
1: <laughs> Thus the title of the show. Yeah. Uh,
0: James Neal, uh, let's see, uh, Trubchenko, Joshua, and Rosen assigned to Springfield. Uh, James Neal did not have to clear waivers. Someone asked that online. So rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. i uh, got a few things here before we wrap the show up. Keith Yandle sets the record for most consecutive games played, 965 straight games. He passed Doug, Doug Jarvis in what was the Flyers' 13th straight loss this season and 30th in 43 games. Yikes. 13 straight losses. 16 years he played in the league uh, so far. 1,075 games played. He's played for... Uh, The Arizona Phoenix franchise, Florida, Rangers, Philadelphia, uh, 102 goals, 511 assists. Phil Kessel, of all people. Every time I hear this, I think, oh, that's right, he's got a streak going. Phil Kessel is only 24 games behind Yandel, so if Kessel stays healthy, Yandel will have to keep playing if he wants to hold the record for very long. Um, With 73% of NHL players contracting COVID and missing games, it's extra interesting that both he and Kessel – have had their streaks going, so it's uh, yeah, I, I, they're they're kind of lucky, actually.
1: Right, right. To me, that's that's the amazing thing to do this in the era, the era of COVID. Right. Yeah. What what are they doing differently from everybody else? Like, are they like, oh, I'm just gonna stay out here on the ice <laughs> until the rest of you motherfuckers have left the building?
0: <laughs> well, I think Phil Kessel's uh, uh suggestion is, hey, eat a lot of hot dogs. That goes right. off the COVID. That's
1: right. Right. <laughs> hmm, Smoke meat.
0: Yeah. Um, so so there you go. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how long this goes. He's so close to a thousand, you know, that'd be I'd be kinda cool to see him get a thousand. Uh nice, nice yeah. nice number. Uh Aaron, think
1: Doug Jarvis was like Praying for COVID for the guy. I mean, I don't Jar- think he wanted you know, the record Jar-
0: to hold on to it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, he's he's still around the game, so maybe not. But you know, it, it's it, it's like I don't know. It it's an impressive number, no matter what. And Jarvis held it forever, so I, I think that uh, you know, Jarvis is in a Hall of Fame kind of caliber player, but to have well, that record. That I'm but, sure it's disappointing to lose it.
0: Here's here's the deal with Jarvis, though. He never missed an NHL game from
1: start to finish. The entire right, Nine, the entire career. Yeah,
0: 964. That's that that's his entire playing career. He never missed a game. And if you look at his his stat line, uh, games played, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, all the way down back when they played 80 games. And then when it we went to 82, yeah. it was 82. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, it was eighty-two and then eighty-two again. Yeah, so he's he just and and that's not the case with uh, uh, Yandel. He uh, yeah no, no he, he he missed games early in his career, but he's played more games total right now. So
1: right, and he also has spanned you know what two lockouts, so that that may have helped.
0: True, true, um, and he's yeah he's played three more three more years too so yeah uh still regardless it, yeah
1: it's it, it's amazing especially if, like you said um in the age of covid
0: yeah absolutely uh unlikely you would think oh boy here we go this is gonna end uh but uh arendelle faces a likely suspension for the hit on mm-hmm. drake batherson this is interesting because someone who may not know who Dell is why is it why are you talking about a hit
1: He's a goalie. <laughs> right, He's a goalie. And, yeah. and to clarify, we talked about this uh, at the top of the show. He did. He got three games. Yes. It right. Came down, right. came down about seven o'clock St. Louis time while I was eating dinner. I was uh, watching the, uh, the suspension video. Um, this is interference. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. yeah, I was, I was uh, uh, doing some other stuff. I didn't uh, catch the news before the show. So which we started early. So, um, yeah, so with about a minute left in the first period after he stopped the uh, puck for defenseman uh, Mattia Samuelson beside the net, Dell put his shoulder right into Batherson as Ottawa's uh, leading scorer pursued Samuelson. Uh, Batherson's feet hit the bo- end boards uh, awkwardly and he uh, had to be helped off the ice. He did not return. Uh, Senator's coach, DJ Smith, told reporters in Ottawa that Batherson, uh, who has scored 13 goals and 34 points this season, will miss the initial All-Star game on February 5th. I hope he's all right, Dell said. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Uh, Senators' coach, DJ Smith, said uh, he wasn't in the path of the goalie. And at the last second, the goalie steps back and hits him. Smith said, When I come in and see replays of him doing it other times and running out to hit other players, you know it's a pattern. It's unfortunate because our best leading scorer is going to be out a significant amount of time on a play that didn't need to happen. I believe, Dell, that he didn't mean mm-hmm. to hurt. He didn't mean to hurt him, right? He he's right. just run run interference. Um, right, it happens, right. and it, that's why something goes I think do.
1: this right. This is one of those cases that you know, I as as the goalie of the group, I, I would love to just you know pull out my goalie union card and say he shouldn't have been suspended for it, but it, it was a dangerous play, right? And it you know I. I think this this could get us into the the greater debate, uh, you know, about the NHL's suspension policies, and you know, it resulted in an injury, and that that was a big determining factor. And should that be the case, in this case, I, I it's hard for me to argue that that this wasn't suspension worthy. It, um, it,
0: that's an interesting. That's interesting, and and I think it's, it's a it's a great question because on the surface someone who just looks at it, it's oh yeah he was hurt it's a suspension. But if you think about it, if a defenseman had done that, had just uh-huh. put a shoulder into the guy, interfered with him, and then he goes, you know, hits the boards eight feet away, um awkwardly he's not the defenseman's not getting suspended. Uh it's an interference call. And it's an unfortunate end to a, a two minute penalty. Um but because it was a goalie and I guess because now you don't expect to be interfered with from a player, I guess. Totally, but it it right. can happen. But as a goalie, as you, if you if you're cruising by the net, you're even less likely to expect. I well, that's not true because goalies do this. But um, you know, it's, it, I guess. Right. I, I'm having a hard time trying yeah. to de, trying to defend the suspension. I I feel like it's a good suspension, but I'm having a hard time articulating why because a defenseman would not be suspended for this, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, yeah you know I think you know stepping back for a second and looking at the play overall this this isn't you know this this play has become more prevalent in the last ten years or so um not not the the hit on the goalie, but a forward trying to go full speed to cut off a defenseman and make a hit behind the net right yeah. that that just it, you know in and, and dell. Dell did exactly what the video shows and what the what the analysis said. It was interference. He paused, and he extended his shoulder back into Batherson, and you know a guy coming in full speed, right, is is always going to be dangerous. I mean, how many times have we seen that be? A factor in in a suspension video, right? Somebody coming in hard around the net. It used to be, you know, there was that time that it was the blindside hit by the defenseman, you know, hitting the unsuspecting guy, um, or the Tom Wilsons of the world hitting the unsuspecting guy coming around the opposite side of the net. It's it's odd that it's the goalie, right? It's it's odd that it's Aaron Dell, you know, putting his shoulder out and and you know. Really, I'm. I'm. I was the first time I saw the play. I thought, man, it looked like he made head contact, but it was, it was, it was, you know, mm-hmm. shoulder into body, not head as the principal point of contact. I can't, I, I can't, you know, get to a point that I can just, you know, say, hey, he's a goalie, he shouldn't have got suspended, right? The this play, I, I think it deserved. It deserved
0: suspension. I don't know. I don't know how to feel hey. about it. <laughs> I, I I get it. I totally get what you're saying. It makes sense. But uh, but I think uh, I think a valid argument can be made on the other side too. It's just interesting how a uh, I don't know. I I, I I I always have an opinion on everything. I'm having a hard time here. It's tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about Brady Chuck getting into the All Star game because of it?
0: Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I could, I, Brady Kachuk was probably more deserving, right? So, no, Batherson, so? I mean, he's having a what, he's got more points, right? I don't, I don't know. What's Kachuk, stats.
1: Kachuk's the cat, you know, the youngest captain in, in, yeah. uh, Ottawa centers history. He's a sexier name, but come on Drake Patterson. Did you say his name on this podcast before tonight? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, but look at his stat line, his stat line's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is the team's leading scorer. That's right. Um, Kachuk second. Yeah. Kachuk's got more penalty minutes. You put some value on that.
1: He's he's a Kachuk.
0: Yeah. Right. So I mean, I'm I I'm happy for Kachuk to get in, but not at the you know expense that it happens this way. I. That's rough. I mean, I I I, I'm gonna say okay, yeah, I'm good with the suspension, Um, but. It's I feel hypocritical because if a defenseman did it, I would say no, he doesn't get to, he shouldn't get suspended, the exact same position on the ice and everything, but it's weird just because it's a different it's a, this okay so this reminds me a little bit of when Courtinall ran Store, all right, when well, Store leans out of his goal to kind of you know uh, interfere a little with Courtinall and courtnell says nope I'm running right through you. Mm-hmm. And he just hits him. No, in the net. He, so he
1: was he was trying to dissuade him from going full bore around the
0: net. Right. And well, and Cortnell told Hall, I think before he did it. He was I'm gonna I'm gonna run him over <laughs> if I get the chance. I'm running him over, and he did. And uh, and now at the time, you know, you could see Storr lean out. You know, but right. I don't think Storr, Store wasn't expecting Cortnell to destroy him
1: right and that that game i i i really really hope that we can do a summer series show uh with uh yeah with uh eddie um from uh the the los Angeles king's podcast right oh, that, yeah that would be so awesome like if we could do something similar to what we did with the uh uh Yeah, the Puck Stories podcast. Yeah. Just get together and drink a bunch of beers and watch that series. (laughs) Oh, that would be fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we we won it in – that was uh, five games, right? We won four games to one? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. and we all
1: learned who Sean O'Donnell was that night.
0: Yeah, five-minute major for – well, yeah, five-minute major for – Cornell got two, right? And Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, O'Donnell got five. And five and two. So right. that was the, the two's uh, canceled, and then we got the five-minute power play and scored four goals on it. Yep, <laughs> It won the game. Oh my god, that was funny. That uh, was funny when San Jose came back against uh, uh, Vegas a couple of years ago in the playoffs, right? Uh, they scored the four goals there on the on the power play, right. and people are uh, like, "Has this ever happened right. before?" I'm like, "Yeah, hello." <laughs> yep, yeah.
1: that that was the the Pavelski play, right?
0: Yes, right, right. Which actually they probably shouldn't have had that power play so right yeah right although uh yeah i'm sure the friends at teal town would would uh i think they would agree with us in silence and they would probably uh disagree with us uh, vocally if that makes sense they know right they know <laughs> Uh, sometimes uh, er- sometimes Eric checks in. I don't know if he's listening. <laughs> if he was listening, he was for sure check in. Uh, so uh, speaking of Eric, uh, he was with us the- when uh, we reviewed all the retro reverse jerseys, reverse retro jerseys uh, last season. Uh, it was a fun show, long show. But uh, so they're bringing the- they've announced they're bringing the reverse retros back next season. They're gonna make new ones. <clears throat> so I mean, so what do you think about them bringing back? The reverse retro idea.
1: I mean, <laughs> does it have to be reverse retro? Why not just be like a a different jersey? A mix up, right? Right? Just do something, you know, that is just loosely tied to the, the concept of the team. Um, I I don't know. I, I agree. there were there were so many bad jerseys in That's the, the problem. last batch.
0: That's the problem I have. Cause I mean, I have no problem with putting out different jerseys. That's fine, but but and there were a lot of teams that didn't even go by the reverse retro idea. You know, right. they, they they went different color schemes, different logos, and everything. They didn't uh, do just reverse retro.
1: Or you could be like Jeff pointed out on Twitter: the New York Islanders had really not even tried. Right. Just here's here's another jersey.
0: And what's Detroit going to do? Because they know <laughs> they right. they they put some gray in their jerseys last year, but that was I mean, okay now like oh shit now what we're gonna do use the D yeah the big D on the on the jersey or the script D or something or I don't know
1: yeah I I mean at one point um, you know like the the, the Detroit Cougars I think was a predecessor to the Red Wings you know yeah. like. Put put a drunk, you know, fifty something woman on the jersey and call it the Detroit Cougars again. That would be fun.
0: <laughs> um, Austin Lynch says, uh, can it be the navy blue arch logo alternate in white? That would be beautiful. Yeah. And uh, he said the Islanders needed to do the fishermen. I think they might this year because they did. They they got right. flack for not trying to correct that last time. Right. <clears throat> um. Well, so I I, I think. Okay. I almost think the Blues they could do what Austin said to do. They could go the the home version of that jersey. Uh which would be which would look kind of cool. Or they'd have to go like yellow jersey, wouldn't they? Yeah. Cuz yeah, they they no. are...
1: do do not do that. Do not go yellow. God, that that I'm I'm Nashville has not done well with that. No. <sighs> Pittsburgh maybe. But no, don't, don't do that. Liverpool this year did their third kit is yellow and red. And it looks like a fucking like a a hot dog vendor or a mustard bottle or something. It's terrible. (laughs) Could not, could not deal with too much yellow uh, in a blue sweater.
0: I'm going to be mocking up a handful of reverse retro sweaters like i did last year uh, uh hopefully hopefully they're better than you know, this is funny when you see uh the reverse retro uh concept come out you see you'll see people doing their own uh some look kind of cool some are just dumb <laughs> stupid you know what do you think of this everybody like, oh it looks really good I'm like no it doesn't no it doesn't it Looks terrible um you're you're taking the exact same jersey we had and just change and you're putting a logo from a different style jersey on this jersey like what are you doing um so hopefully hopefully the ones i do will be a little better than some of those out there but uh, i'll share them on social media and maybe on an upcoming show um but that'll be fun to kind of play around with and see what we can do um i i you know i wouldn't be against doing something with the uh late 80s early 90s uh blues jerseys the no. hollow notes it-
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's gotta be the next one in the rotation, right? We've, we've hit every era except for maybe the early eighties, um, the, the Lute Sutter, um, but they did that for, um, for, uh, one of the alumni events at some point.
0: Yeah. Uh, some people are suggesting the, uh, the rejected Jersey. (laughs) Like, no, no, I mean, no, I mean, no, Oh God. I, yeah, it's only for a handful of games, but still, they're gonna sell that thing. You're gonna see people wearing them. Ugh, gross. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah,
1: please no. Yeah.
0: Anyway, well, I, I mean, hopefully, I and I'm, I'm. Maybe the I don't know. Maybe the league will turn out some better ones. They they had like three good ones, and a handful of eh, they're okay, and there's a bunch of bad ones. So. I was very critical of a lot of them last year, probably more more than he needed to be, but yeah, I'm picky. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm I'm all for you know introducing more variety year year over year like that. That's one thing you know as as a you know uh, someone who's become a, a a fan of soccer uh, much more so than I I was before. Uh, the fact that they turn their kits over every year, I like it. Uh, you okay. know, I, it, it's it's you know, hockey jerseys. Yeah, do tend to be a little bit more expensive, but you know, I, I I think it's for one, it's it's you know, it drives revenue. People, you know, and and then you get you get to have years where you have a bad idea, right? It it, it allows <laughs> for it, but you know, when when it, it it's this idea that you're gonna wear something for five ten years, and people are gonna sink, you know you know, up to 350, 400 bucks into a custom sweater, right? It, it it becomes a little too risky. So if you, you know, maybe scale it back a little bit, reintroduce every year, every other year, it's, it's a selling opportunity. And I, you know, I, and I'm frankly surprised the NHL hasn't done it.
0: You know what they should do? They, I mean, if they're going to be, be doing, instead of doing reverse retro again, they really should do, uh, adopt have a fan concept every team adopts a fan concept jersey where fans submit jerseys because there are some really fantastic concept jerseys out there and they could be anything you know i mean the the name stays the same you know saint louis blues but you could design it any way you want and uh there have been some cool concept jerseys around the league really and, and just have a have something where there's a contest or maybe a fan vote or cuz if you i've i've seen i've been a part of the situations where you have like a a panel of people like uh like pick the winners of a and that never goes well for some reason. I like think people are stupid. I think I think fan voting is 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 kind of the way to go maybe. Uh they tend to get it right in mass you you put you put uh, you have somebody pick out half a dozen jerseys and put them in a boardroom of twelve people that half don't have any design experience whatsoever and they're gonna pick out maybe not the best one so it's happened a lot right I've I've experienced right. that a lot
1: yeah a boardroom or even a focus group right you get the wrong people in a focus yep. group. I mean, it it just, it's, it's a bad idea, right? Especially, especially if you get uh, impressionable people in that focus group, like, well, what do you think about this one? (laughs) It's
0: like, Uh, you don't know what good design is.
1: You're wearing plaid pants with a striped shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> this happens to be the one that the owners uh <laughs> the owner's niece came up with and she would leave right. it alone yeah and
0: and, and, and none of this yeah and, and nobody that that no no owner's son designing these things or none of this stuff uh, matt harris said in youtube chat i read somewhere of people wanting to use the trumpet secondary as a main logo not a big fan of that i'm not either I don't, I can't, mm. I don't, I, mm. I mean, you're going know, to put it on the shoulders on a jersey design. I'm cool with that. But I don't, I'm not right. really a big fan of that as the main, on the chest. Again,
1: I think if, if you're doing this, this, you know, where, where you're committed to, you know, different jerseys every year, you can do things like that. But if it's something that's, you know, that's going to be there, like, you know, I, I loved the Canadians reverse retro. I bought one. Unfortunately, I got the wrong name on it because it was Kakaniami, and I'm never going to wear it again. <laughs> but he but scored a big goal against Toronto. He did. And and I got to shove it in a Toronto's fan's <laughs> face at Center <laughs> Ice Brewery. It was a beautiful moment for me. That was great. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I love that jersey. Um, and they could run that out again. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they could do some kind of contest where it's like you get it until the fans voted it out. Oh. Right. You,
2: you, yeah,
1: but boy, yeah, yeah. boy, you know a what survivor, though? A survivor, a survivor of jerseys.
0: That's a, that's an interesting game. Um, the problem with that is, I you know, I think there are a lot of people that like the clown jerseys right now. You know, <laughs> there's there's well, that, that that fan. Or you're, you're going to have people that say, I, I guess too, a fan vote is also very dangerous and that um, the ugliest might win. Right. You know what I mean? The on purpose. Right.
1: Right. So like both Yeah. Right, Bo- Boatface, face or um, <laughs> who who was the guy uh, Rory uh, what was his name that uh, we were trying to get uh, elected into the All-Star game um you know before John Scott.
0: Oh, uh, yeah yeah yeah. It was, I forgot. Uh, yeah,
1: Vancouver yeah. yeah, Canucks guy, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, you you get those those viral moments and the NHL's not a, not a league that's going to allow that kind of thing to happen
0: know but i think it would be cool to do some i i think the the, the uh, great especially you know with all this covid crap going on and and uh, you know to bring to bring the fans into the fold a little more with this kind of a thing to have them design the jerseys and you know give the winner you know season tickets or something uh that'd be cool i mean it, it, and yeah none of this 50 bucks for a and design bullshit you know give them something significant um <laughs> it's a, you. You'll see that you'll see design contests. You know, design our logo, win fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. You know how many thousands of dollars it costs you to get a logo design from like an ad agency, right. and you want a professional looking logo from the, the public for fifty bucks? Fuck you. Give them something right. good. Jesus. Right, and
1: then when when that is a hit, and you sell it and make hundreds of thousands, if not yes. millions of dollars, you could afford to give somebody a season ticket for a year.
0: I think the guy who designed the swoosh didn't make much at all. He like it was like a hundred bucks, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Nike swoosh. Okay. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised for Nike, but I mean that was a long time ago. I don't know the details, but uh, seems like he should be compensated better somehow. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. All right. Ready to wrap her up here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ponder no. should uh, Ponder should be getting on the ice, and he can take his earbuds out now. So, um, <laughs> thanks thanks for listening, Jeff. Yeah. Participate and then listen.
0: Good luck, sir. Good luck in your game, and uh, uh, don't don't piss off too many goalies. Be in good shape. Definitely, definitely yeah. apply what you learned here tonight. <laughs> Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Idealife, Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife. Excuse me, rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis' hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a Blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 20 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. I'm Craig Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues beat Calgary
2: St. Louis Blues St. Louis Blues Have you heard the news about us, St. Louis Blues? They've only
1: just begun They're on their way to number one Now oh, there's no more Blues for our St. Louis Blues The Blues are on the ice tonight again They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll
2: always
0: get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.